0: Good morning and welcome, you guys, today is our worship and prayer Sunday, and we have a lot to be thankful for, so we're going to give praise to the King this morning, so let's put those hands together, and let's sing this out, come on. Every voice, would you sing this with us? We worship the God who was, we worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be He opened the prison doors, He parted the raging sea And my God, He holds the victory There's joy in the house of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today
1: A river flowing from the mountains that shows our God is true, and there's a song rising from the valley. It's our response
0: to you. Come on, church, we sing. Is you You our God? God of all creation, the earth groans and longs to be with you, and where we are, our hearts are raised to heaven, we breathe to worship you.
2: Thanksgiving. And we take time this week typically to just pause and think of all the things we have to be thankful for. But all of that is only because of Jesus. And I want us this morning to take this time and for each of us, in your own words, in your heart, in your own way, Can we just stop and recognize how much we have to be thankful for because of our amazing God? And I want to encourage you right there where you're at. Maybe you want to close your eyes. If you're comfortable, lift your hands to heaven. But just in your own words, express to him your gratitude this morning. Father, we come to you right now and we just thank you for life. We thank you for the breath in our lungs that we can sing out, we can cry out in worship to you. We can declare our devotion and our adoration to you. God, we are so grateful. You, the God of this universe created us, sees us, loves us, cares about us, cares about every detail of our lives. God, we're so grateful. We're thankful that we can be called your child. Your children, God, we're so grateful. We thank you that you are our deliverer. You are our redeemer. You are our savior. You are the lover of our souls. God, thank you that you are our source for absolutely everything. Everything we have is from you and for you because of you, God. Oh, Father, and right now, we just bow our hearts to you in worship, in adoration, And God, we just say thank you. We love you, we love you, we worship you, and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. He is so good and so worthy of all of our praise, isn't he? Oh, I'm so thankful for Jesus life with him. Nothing, nothing better. Oh, well, it is so good being in church with you today. We're so glad all of you are here this morning. Hey, before you find your seats, why don't you just take a moment, say good morning to those around you, all right? We really are just so glad all of you are here today. Great being in the house of God together this morning. And we just want to take a moment and especially welcome those of you who may be joining us for the very first time. Those of you watching online who might even be joining us online for the very first time. We are so glad you are joining us. Great to have you with us today. We know there's a lot of great churches in the valley and we're just honored that you chose to worship with us today. So glad you are. Are here. And hey, if you want any additional information about the church, if you're here in the building, you can always stop by our info center out in the lobby. Or if you're online, of course, you can always check out our website, thebridgechurch.tv. And we also want to let you know about our something we have called Connecting Point that happens the first Sunday of every month. And this really is the starting point to saying, hey, I wanna jump in. I wanna make this church home. I wanna get involved. And so we'd love to invite you to Connecting Point. The next one's happening the first Sunday of December during our second service, and it would just be great to have you join us for that. You can get more info and sign up online for Connecting Point, all right? But hey, for those of us who call the bridge home, can we give our guests a great warm welcome this morning? So glad you're here. Well, at this time in our service, we're going to worship God with our giving. I know, maybe you're thinking, we usually do that later in the service. We've got a little bit of a different service plan today. It's a worship and prayer day. We're going to be having some more worship in a little bit. We're going to be praying for things together today. So we're just changing up the order a little bit, and that's okay. So on the screens, you will see the different ways in which you can give. But you know, this morning, we We just especially want to say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Thank you for your generosity. You know, over the last two weeks we've had our Thanksgiving food drive. Many of you brought food, many of you donated monetarily towards that. Today we are distributing groceries for Thanksgiving dinners to families in need all across the Temecula Valley and that would not be possible without your generosity so thank you so much for your giving every time you give here at the bridge Together, we are making a difference in people's lives. So we're just so incredibly grateful for your faithfulness in giving. And if you wish to give in person today, we also just wanna let you know there are envelopes located on the chair backs and giving stations located on the side walls just before you exit the auditorium today. All right, thank you again so much for your faithfulness. Hey, right now we have another opportunity that you're going to hear a little bit about our Christmas gift initiative, so join me in checking out the screens for that.
3: Hey, Bridge Church family, we are so excited because today we are launching our Christmas gift initiative. This is our opportunity as a church to bless some families by providing gifts for kids whose families cannot afford to do so. In just a couple weeks, we will be telling everyone how you can partner with us. But today, we'll be accepting name submissions of the kids we want to bless. If you are a parent or legal guardian of a child and in need of assistance, Come and see us right after service today in the South Hallway just to your left. Our team will be there to answer any questions you have and help you submit those names in a private setting. We do not want any kids to go without gifts this Christmas. So come see us after service and we'll get you all the details you need. We hope to be a huge blessing to a ton of families and make sure that for every family they have a very Merry Christmas.
4: Good morning, Bridge family. How you doing this morning? Are you sure? Everybody all right? Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? It's great to be with you today, and I don't know about you, but I think it's a good idea that we'd be a blessing to families this Christmas here in the Temecula Valley. So we're gonna be taking advantage of that and telling you all the ways that you can do that in just a couple weeks. But hey, if that's you, take advantage, come see our team afterwards, after service in the South Hall, right through those double doors. We would love to answer your questions And one thing I think is important to say right here is that the reason we do it over there in that South Hallway is because we wanna honor your privacy. We recognize that maybe if you wanna come submit the name of a child this morning, that might not be something you wanna do in front of everybody or publicly. That's cool, our team is there to answer all of your questions to the very best of our ability, but not only that, we wanna honor your privacy because we wanna come alongside you and partner with families at Christmas time this year and make a difference to make sure your kids have gifts. Anybody think that's a good idea that we'd be a blessing this Christmas? Awesome. You know, as Pastor Ann said, this morning is a worship and prayer morning. It's a little bit different. And so when you came to church, you might have been expecting a certain flow and service today, but we're gonna take extra time to honor God. And not only that, we're gonna pray together. We're gonna pray for you. We're gonna pray for your family. We're gonna pray as a church family, prayers of faith, believing that God will get involved in all of our families this Thanksgiving and our Christmas season as well. And I wanna take a moment and just talk with you from my heart if I can, because anytime we gather around worship, It's important that we stop and remind ourselves what worship truly is. How many know that worship is more than the songs we sing? It's more than just lifting our hands and lifting our voices. All of those things are expressions of worship, but worship is the life that we offer to our God. And right now, in this moment, I want to encourage you just to prepare your heart, to posture your heart, not to do anything just yet, but what if we all postured our heart right now in this moment just to be with Jesus for a while? Maybe we would be changed if we spent some extra time with Jesus this morning. You know, there's a great story in Scripture that talks about what worship really is, because every time I think about worship, if I want to really understand what it truly is, I have to understand that worth, worship is, a, is really a, a picture of worth where I look at God, I look at Jesus, and I recognize what He is really, truly worth, and then my worship is a reflection of how highly I value Him. There's a great story in the New Testament. In fact, we see it in all four Gospels. And I wanna read Mark's account of it to you very quickly this morning. It's just a few short verses. But it's a story that I love, and I think it helps us to understand what true worship really is. I wanna read from Mark 14, starting in verse three. It says that while Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper, and reclining at the table, there came a woman with an alabaster vial, a very costly perfume of pure nard, And she broke the vial and poured it over Jesus' head. But some were indignantly remarking to one another, why has this perfume been wasted? For this perfume might have been sold for over 300 denarii or a year's wage and the money given to the poor. And they were scolding this woman, but look at the way Jesus responds when everybody else was criticizing her. It says that Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you bother her? For she has done a good deed to me. For the poor you always have with you, and whenever you wish, you can do good to them, but you have not always with me. You don't always have time with me. My time on earth is limited. Verse eight says, she has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. And truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, that also which this woman has done shall be spoken of in memory of her. And I think Jesus said those words because he knew that 2,000 years later, we would be looking at her act of worship and recognizing just how significant it was and how we can mirror the way she worshiped Jesus. You know, as I said, worship equals worth How high do I value God? How high do I value Jesus? As I was reading through that story, I realized that all four gospel accounts tell the story of that woman pouring out that expensive jar of perfume. What's interesting is in all four gospel accounts, that woman is the main topic. She's the main theme of the story. But if you go back and you read it in all four gospel accounts, what you'll see is that while her story is the same, the details with which that story is remembered are a little bit different in each gospel account. There are two gospel accounts that say the whole story took place at the home of Simon the leper, there's one gospel account that says it took place at the home of a Pharisee whose name isn't mentioned. And there's another gospel account that leads us to believe that maybe that story took place at the home of Mary and Martha and their famous brother Lazarus. But no matter which one you read, you see that Jesus was there. There were people who gathered simply to be with Jesus. And rather than taking those four stories and separating them, I find myself taking the four stories and kind of putting them all together. Because I imagine for a moment that this man, Simon the leper, sat there with Jesus and a few other people in his company, and he said, you know, guys, honestly, it's crazy that I'm here with you today because you know me as Simon, but traditionally, or previously, I was known as Simon the leper, but not anymore because I used to hang out with a colony of people, and by law, it was required that I was separated from everybody else, and every time somebody would come near, I would have to shout out, unclean, unclean. And in that moment, everybody would move away and move away from me quickly because they recognized that I was sick. I had an incurable disease. But this one day when everybody was running away from me, there was this man named Jesus who ran toward me. And he reached out a hand and he touched me and he healed me and he restored me. And I'm here today sitting at this table because of what that man did for me. I imagine in that moment, some of the other disciples who sat there at the table said, wow, we remember that day, Simon. That was an amazing day. But to be honest with you, we saw so many stories like that take place walking with Jesus. He healed the lame. He opened blind eyes. He opened deaf ears. He did so many amazing miracles. In fact, he called us by name and said, follow him. And that's the reason that we are here today because we recognize who he is and all of the amazing things that he has done. We are sitting at this table in recognition of who Jesus is the Lord of our lives, our Savior. I imagine that Peter, the most outspoken of all the disciples spoke up right there in that moment and said, yeah, that's right, I was with these guys. I saw all those miracles. But unlike them, there was this one day where I didn't just wanna watch anymore. I wanted to participate. Because I looked out and I saw Jesus and I thought it was him that was walking on the water. And I looked out and I said, Jesus, if that's really you, I bid you call me out onto the water because I don't want to just see you do miracles anymore. I want to be a part of the miracle. So Peter said, so I stepped out of the boat and I walked out onto the water. I wasn't sure if I could do it, but as long as I was looking at him, I recognized that that same supernatural power that he operated in was now available in my life. And I'm here today sitting at this table to let you all know that I know that Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and I will follow him all the days of my life. This man has changed me, and that is why I am here. I bet Lazarus sitting there listening to Peter spoke up and said, you know, Peter, that's an amazing story that you actually walked on water. I've heard you tell that story several times, Peter, because you like to brag about what you did. But I think I got one that takes the cake today, Peter. Because you see me, I didn't walk on water, but well, once I was, (laughs) I was dead. I was buried. I was in the tomb and I'm lying there in what seemed to be my eternal slumber when suddenly I heard a voice of somebody calling my name and suddenly I'm not dead anymore. Suddenly I've come back to life and I can see and the voice got louder as it said, Lazarus, 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 come forth out of the grave. And now I'm alive today and I'm sitting at this table because that man raised me from the dead. And I bet all of them had a testimony, a story that they could tell. What's funny about it is this woman who poured out that that jar of priceless, expensive perfume. We don't know a whole lot about her from Scripture, but I imagine that she barged in as she heard all of these other testimonies, and she took this thing that meant so much to her, that was so valuable, that she had been keeping on the shelf for a special occasion, and when she saw just how worthy Jesus was of all of her praise and her entire life, she took the most expensive thing she had, she took it, she broke it, and she poured it out on Jesus because she recognized just how much. He was worth. It's the most beautiful act of worship. And what's interesting about it is that with Scripture not giving us much detail about her life, it reminds me that today I might not know a whole lot about what's going on in your life. And you might not know a whole lot about what's going on in my life. But when I come and I worship God, I'm not doing it for you and you're not doing it for me. I'm doing it for him. I have come here today because of what he has done for my life and the recognition that he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. And I will give him everything I have because he's worthy of it all. This morning, we're here, I think, for three reasons. Because as believers, we come to take our place at this table, if you will, to say, that man changed my life. But I would bid you this morning, I would encourage you to take a step further and not just say, I'm here, but that during this time of worship that you would speak up, lift your voice, raise your hands, stand to your feet. If you wanna go to your knees, you can and say, Jesus, you have done so much for me that today I'm gonna verbalize it in a way that I never have before. Maybe you're here today And just like this woman, you get a fresh new revelation of what Jesus has done for you, and you recognize, I've got to do something that costs me something, some sort of act of worship that reflects the worth-ship I place on Jesus, and I'm going to come and I'm going to give him my very best, even if it costs me more than I've ever been willing to pay before. Maybe today God's calling you to step into a place of worship that you've never intentionally stepped into before so that you can experience something in him that you've never experienced before. Either way, as we head into this Thanksgiving week, the one thing I think we should all be able to agree on is that he is worthy of all of our praise, all of our gratitude, and all of our thanksgiving. So right now, Father, we prepare our hearts, we posture our hearts to meet with you. We have come to meet with you, We have not come to perform or worship for anybody else in this room. We're not doing it for their applause and we're not doing it for their criticism. We are here to worship you. So we posture our hearts and Father, for many of us, we might take a new step today in worship, but above all else, we want you to know that we see just how valuable and worthy you are of our praise. and We respond in kind by giving you our lives and our worship today in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we worship together this morning?
1: So come alive in the name of Jesus, come alive in the name of Jesus, because this is a house of miracles. Oh, we bring everything to the feet of Jesus, everything in the name of Jesus, this is
0: in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles.
1: I still believe you're moving. I still believe you're speaking. God, I believe you're working. All things for good. Cause I fix my eyes on
4: How many believe that our God is still a miracle-working God? She didn't really wanna let go this morning, but I think this is pretty fitting because right now we wanna take some time to pray for families, pray for marriages, pray for relationships as we head into Thanksgiving week this week. You know, there are so many of us in this room that when we head to our Thanksgiving plans, whatever that looks like later this week, We're walking into peaceful situations and we're grateful for the time that we get to share with family. We also recognize that a lot of us go in directions that are challenging for us this year. Sometimes we walk into difficult family dynamics. Sometimes we walk into broken relationships. Sometimes we bring our own brokenness to the family table. But what if God could take that which is broken and put it back together this Thanksgiving? I believe that God can do that, and we're gonna pray for that this morning. You might say, Zach, it's not a marriage thing for me. Maybe Maybe you're not even married, maybe you're single, but there's different kinds of family dynamics going on. I believe that God wants to bring families together. There has never been a time in human history where families were more important than they are today. And I believe this morning if we align our faith and come into agreement and just proclaim God's goodness over our lives and our families, he'll bring blessing to our gatherings this holiday season, all right? So would you join me, lift up your family, lift up the people in this room today. Father, we thank you so much that you are a God who is all about family. We thank you that you're a God who's all about relationships, that you're all about marriages, that you're all about friendships, Father, and that you are a God who wants to restore that which is broken even in our own lives and in our own families. So this morning, Father, we lift up our families. We lift up our marriages. We lift up relationships that are represented in this place today. And we say, God, come in and bring peace, Father. Bring unity. Bring reunion into relationships today. Restore and put back together that which is broken. Step in, Father, and make a way where there seems to be no way, God. I pray, God, for marriages where someone has given up, that marriages would come back together this Thanksgiving season, but not just for one another, but in a sense of gratitude that, Jesus, you are Lord over these marriages that are represented. And God, for every single family where there's a person who's gathering this holiday season and they're worried about the conversations, they're worried about the tension, they're worried about the things that await them when they get there to be with their families and friends, I pray, God, that you would go before them and they, they would sense, Holy Spirit, that you are their working in the midst of them even before they walk through the doors. I pray this week we would see supernatural conversations, that we would see healed relationships and healed marriages, that we would see families mended back together because you have called us to be strong families that go forth and proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So today, Father, we stand and we speak healing and unity over families, over marriages, over relationships that when we gather this Thursday and over the weekend, we will do so with thanksgiving and gratitude for what Jesus means to us and all that he has done. We give you our families, our marriages, our relationships, our kids, and we ask for your blessing upon them and your unity upon them. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen, Amen. let's continue worshiping this morning.
0: One voice we sing, Amen.
5: You know, when we were singing that chorus, the very end, after all the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, there's the amen, so be it. What it says is, I'll receive that. How many of you will take that blessing on your family today and the next generation and the next and the next? I couldn't help but think this morning as Zach was sharing a few minutes earlier. As you read the miracles of Jesus, it, it, it's not like Jesus came in and set things up and got his musicians in place and they played the organ and got the atmosphere just right. Most of Jesus' miracles, there was no atmosphere set. Jesus just walked into the room and everything changed. And. You know, on on a day like today, Thanksgiving week, a Sunday morning, first service, some people are still waking up. Some of you got up late and you didn't get your coffee yet. You're not happy about that. Can I tell you something? Jesus just walked in the room and everything's about to change. Because there are people in this house today, you came with a need. Maybe you haven't even been thinking about, what am I going to do? It's just been weighing on you and weighing on you and weighing on you. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it's material. Maybe it's just mental, domestic, emotional. Whatever it might be, Jesus is here today to meet your need. The one, he's, one thing he's looking for is to us to open our hearts and say, I believe. Yes. I believe. So we're going to pray right now for any other need that might be in your life. And the amazing thing about this prayer is it's, it's different for every individual here. Maybe sickness maybe just worry and care whatever it is, Jesus is here to meet your need there's somebody here in the house today I don't know who you are, what's going on somebody here, you really need a big job change it needs to come about like right now God's here to meet that need as well I believe it with all my heart so we're going to pray right now and here's what I'm going to ask you to do as a sign of your faith your acknowledgement of God I need your help I'm going to ask you to just slip a hand up in the air I'm going to lead you in prayer right now Pray to God. Believe him to meet your need. Let's pray. Father, all across this building right now, from the front to the back, left to right, there are people who are raising hands saying, we need your help. We need your intervention today. God, we know that you are the God who heals. We know you're the God of salvation and the God of peace. We know you are the God who delivers. We know you are the God who meets every one of our needs by your riches. And Father, today we look to you and we lift that need to you. And God, across this room, no matter what it might be, I pray that you would bring provision into these lives. For some people, it'll happen right now. For some, it'll happen this evening. For some, tomorrow or Thursday of this week. But in the name of Jesus, we look to you, Father. We ask ask you to see your people. Our hands are raised in faith to you. You are our hope. You are our only hope. We believe you. We know your word is true. So we reach up and we say, here's my need, Father. Meet that need in Jesus' name. Father, make people whole. Lift burdens of care. Give people peace. Let your spirit just flood our lives and we'll give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank
2: you, Thank you Jesus. You. And you know, in Philippians chapter 4, it tells us we don't have to worry about anything, but we can pray about everything as we just did. But it says to pray with thanksgiving and I think that is incredibly significant because that means we are not just praying I I hope it happens God maybe it will happen no when we pray with thanksgiving we are saying God I believe you I trust you I have a confident expectation that you are at work And then it continues on and says that when we pray with thanksgiving, with that confident trust in God, then that supernatural peace that passes all natural understanding will stand guard over our minds and our hearts. That's God's promise to us. So right now, I want us to take a moment and just give God thanks that he is faithful to his word, that he hears and he answers our prayers. And let's just let him know that we trust him and receive his peace this morning. Can we do that? Father, we come to you right now and we just thank you. We've lifted our needs to you, God. But Father... We stand in complete faith right now. We believe your word, and your word says that you hear and you answer prayer. Your word says that you are our healer, that by the stripes of Jesus we were healed, it's been done. You are our wisdom, you are our strength, you are our power peace. You are everything that we need. So God, we know you're our source for absolutely everything and we thank you for it. We thank you. We fix our faith in you we stand with confident assurance our hope securely anchored in you knowing that you are faithful to your word and God we expect your divine intervention we expect the miraculous in our lives we know that you're at work and we thank you and we praise you for it and now God we receive that peace that passes all natural understanding we receive your peace We will not fear we will not be in turmoil your peace will stand guard over our hearts and our minds and we thank you and we praise you for it in Jesus name amen amen let's continue to worship God
5: Just before we change the order of things, whether you're watching online or whether you're here in the building, I heard some hearts crying out that prayer, God, I need you. God, I need you. And you know, maybe, maybe you've never come into relationship with God. Maybe you're the prodigal. You've just been on the run trying to figure life out. Maybe you've created your own pathway, but today you realize, God, I need you. Can i tell you something god will meet you right where you are no matter what's going on in your life he'll meet you right where you are so i want to pray a prayer today and i'm going to ask you to just wrap your heart around this prayer let god begin to work in your heart right there where you are just pray with me father we need you today each and every one of us we need you but god specifically today i'm reaching out for people who are hurting inside who are struggling saying God, I need you. I've got to find my way back to you. Father, I pray that you would come and meet us right where we are. We believe Jesus is the Son of God. He died for our sins, was raised from the dead. And now we put our trust in him to be our Savior and our Lord. Father, we look to you today. Meet me where I am. Take me one day at a time. Teach me your ways, and I will follow you. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin. Thank you for, Thank you, Father, for giving me life eternal. I'm going to trust you and walk into that life with you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. How many are glad today you know Jesus? Aren't you glad about that? <laughs> now before we come to the conclusion of service, one, one last little thing here. If you just prayed that prayer and you committed your life to the Lord, we want to give you a little tool, a booklet called The Next Seven Days to help you get started walking with God. So at the end of service, we're going to have some prayer teams here at the front of the building. They're here to pray with anyone for any specific need. But if you just walk down to one of these teams and say, Can I get the booklet? We'll put it in your hand. No strings attached. If you're in a really big rush, out in the lobby, right in the middle as you exit the glass doors, there's a counter set up there. We'd love to give that to you to help you get started walking with God. Can we welcome new family members into God's family today? God bless you. And have you enjoyed being in church today on Thanksgiving Sunday? Hey, it's a great day. Now... We're almost finished. We're going to do one more song. This is not a run out the door as they sing song. Because some of you are already trying to get there. Ushers, lock the doors, bolt them tight. This is one last song of praise. We're going to sing it together. When we're finished, you're dismissed. Hey, Have a great Thanksgiving week. We loved you guys.